Alright, so the next thing is uh, at Hometown Hero, and he said, At Shatterstone, I shall celebrate with a gas station Philly cheesesteak sandwich. That's how happy I am. I did not <laughs> realize that gas station Philly meant super happy. Uh, I did not. But for Jesse, yeah, it appears so. Maybe that's his real life happy meal. <laughs> yep, and it comes with a slushie. Yeah. I, I wonder where he puts that socket. Ooh. Um. <laughs> this is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode 88. Can I 2.3? Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, we can help grow the show. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash Soulstone. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Brazia. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? It's like you lose five seconds of your life and you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the dark recess of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, this is episode 88 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is, uh, well, it is Thursday. There's a, there's a small story behind why it's Thursday that we're recording, uh, June 25th, and I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by my better half, Brasia. How are you? Wow, I'm your better half. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that, especially with all the time you've been dissing witch doctors forever. But thank you. I am your better half. I am appreciating of that tonight. <laughs> so things are doing quite well. And actually, as we speak, P Dog is playing a witch doctor in Heroes. Well, so how appropriate. That's yeah, all right. Nazebo, I <laughs> I hated Nazebo at first, but uh, he's he's pretty cool to play. I still I still don't own him though. Yeah, no, he's just, um, he's trying to make up for a lost time because of all the last quarter we told him he really couldn't play games and you know, make sure that he was focused on school. Yeah. You know, got back on the honor roll, did awesome, and today he just had his graduation. I know. So, um, it's crazy. Yeah, now he's big man on campus next year in high school. Holy cow. Or the uh, <laughs> small fish because he'll be a freshman, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. He's getting tall. <laughs> well, you know how it is. Fr- seniors always oh, yeah, pick you know, on the freshmen. Freshmen always get stomped on. Of course, those uh, stories were always grossly exaggerated. I, I remember hearing all kinds of stories about freshmen getting stuffed in trash cans, and that just doesn't happen. Well, at least not usually. Not here on the West Coast, at least. Oh, no, things happen. But, you know, they, they frown upon it a lot more now than they used to. Yes, this is very true. So I mentioned that there was a small story. Oh, well, before I get into the story, uh, Jen is, you know, obviously still dealing with her allergies. This is one of the worst seasons she's ever experienced in her life. So 
that's understandable. And Lantonio, uh, he's going to be taking a short break from the show. He has some personal stuff that he has to take care of, but uh, he will t join us when he can. Um, but it'll at least be a couple weeks, he said. So let me let me tell you about the small story of um, we, we were going to record on Tuesday, but then. We realized that uh, well, Brazia had an early morning on Wednesday, and he was off today, Thursday. So we were like, "All right, we'll record Wednesday. That sounds perfect." And Lantonio wasn't even at home at that night. That night, and then Wednesday rolled around, and I started feeling massively fatigued around noon. Like I remember, I think it maybe started around 11 a.m. Started feeling really dizzy. Then I tried to take a nap like three or four times, and my kids kept interrupting. So. I was like, oh, this sucks. And then finally around 4 o'clock I passed out. And next thing I know, I woke up and because my wife had come home. And it was after 8. I was like, oh, crap. So poor Brazia. He got stood up last night. Oh, man. I know. It felt like high school all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Thursday. And actually it's probably a good thing that we're recording later. Because uh, just today the PTR patch, uh, patch 2.3... Um, the PTR has been data mined, at least partially, uh, which means I would say by the time you're listening to this, the PTR will already be out. And um, because I'm anticipating that it will go live tomorrow sometime. Ooh, so, fun times. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about with patch 2.3. But before we talk about that, uh, we'll go into what we've been up to. Um, I'll go ahead and start off because honestly, I don't really have a whole lot on the Diablo 3 front, I played a little bit. Um, I did encounter one thing that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I was in a... I think it was just a regular rift. I was just running regular rifts. I don't know what I was... I think I was just, you know, whatever. And uh, I started fighting this uh, Executioner boss. I think it was Executioner. But um, I was like, wait a second look at that name it's josh and then i was like oh my goodness i'm killing the hand talker yay <laughs> or oh wait <laughs> i shouldn't shouldn't be celebrating that but <laughs> but i was excited that i finally encountered josh mascara in my game and i was super happy about that and then i went down to the next level and every single monster was the name of a member on the diablo 3 team and i was like oh i feel really bad about killing all these guys <laughs> And but of course I cleared thrift, <laughs> and then I think I was pretty much done. I did get a happy meal, so I have. Uh, I think that was my sixth of the season. I haven't used it yet. I don't know what I'm saving it for, but uh, I hit a, you know, paltry Paragon 485. So I think I only gained three levels since last show. But uh, <sighs> there's been a lot of things distracting me, and I'll get to that when we get to our other entertainment section so brazia what have you been up to well in the game i've just been continuing to uh play around with my witch doctor um you know dabbled into a few of my alt but really haven't done a lot with them uh, it's been mainly just kind of grinding out leveling up my gems right now with the witch doctor so i'm trying to get my kind of balance between my defensive gem and my um damage gem so that I can but it's amazing like I haven't I don't think I actually really leveled any of them up before 
mm-hmm. you know, more or less it's kind of like passively. I'd run the greater rifts and then, oh, okay, I'll level, I'll now, you know, can't go any further, let me level. So now I'm like strategically trying to go through and actually level them up. So I'll like run three quick rifts. I'd probably be like, uh, start with the level one, jumped up to 11, then something in like 19, you know, around that range. And then I've been able to go up to like 25 and then just start leveling from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just, all of a sudden I'll notice like, you take it from rank like two to rank five and what a difference like especially the damage dealing ones mm-hmm. how much of an impact it has just on like doing area effect damage like them using the uh i forgot it i think the nox just oh the well, efficacious uh, yeah, thank uh, you toxin of efficacious oh, wait whatever the efficacious <laughs> toxin one exactly yes that so, one. <laughs> because i also have plus to my poison damage I don't know specifically if they're working together on that. Um, it but should, it's just, it's, I think, because uh, lightning damage will increase the... Um, oh, crud. I'm forgetting the name of the, the mini yeah, conduit the, gem. Yeah, the power reef one or that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Because <laughs> I have that one. I have both of those in, as well as the... Um, I'm, too, I'm terrible with the name tonight apologize but it's the one that gives me plus um a bunch of life per damage or per second oh okay yeah the wildebeest gizzard thank you wildebeest gizzard i was gonna say it's a gizzard of, of something of wild but you know no i was wrong anyway it doesn't matter it works that's what ma- that's all that matters to me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so but anyway those are the three that i'm, I'm leveling up and, and balancing between so, like, I don't really have any plus lightning damage. It's more of kind of like, okay, to me, I'm using that as like, oh, there's my bonus damage. Yeah, you know, every once in a while. That, that's cool. But the um, the efficacious, I, that is really cool because it's like I have plus 76% poison damage. Oh, yeah. And that, that so, thing already starts off like at 3,000%, but it's over 10 seconds. So Exactly. So, I mean, I'm not even running. Um, I was running with my dart for a while because I also had plus, you know, like, 10% dart or whatever, but I, I got a couple of other items. Um, like just, they're not set pieces, just regular pieces where I'm like, oh, okay. Now mm-hmm. I can kind of change my damage type for what I'm doing with it. So I'm actually running with um, a poison hunt to start with. Mm-hmm. And then, and, I mean, that almost takes like whatever I, I cast for that, I pretty much get back right away. And then just for bonus damage, um, like if I have a, a large group of mobs or, you know, a a mob with a lot of hit points, I'll throw on my right click is, um, I, I'm terrible with the name tonight. My, um, oh, Locust Swarm. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't really help you too much with Puke Doctor oh, stuff. No. Of course not. So, I mean, those are two that I'm using, and I'm not, I'm finding, like, unless I'm hitting Locust Swarm multiple times, I'm never out of ammo. I have my um, fetish army up all the time. You know, like, right now, I am at, I think, okay. So if I get 15, like, I'm sorry, 7 of my fetish army out, and then 15 sycophants, that thing's running, because, you know, every, the, between the haunt and the locust swarm, it's continuously just bouncing around to other mobs, so it, it basically pops out my fetish sycophants real quick. And then I'll have my zombie dogs, so I have 5 of those out, and then I also have my gargantuan, so now I'm like at 15, 22, uh, 20, 28 mobs. So I'm like, I've got my little army of 29 that's going out there killing things for me. I'm like, yes. So I'm really hoping to find those um, small man's finger or little man's finger. 
Mm-hmm. So that way I can get, you know, three, and then I'll actually get 30, gar- you know, with the gargantuan being split up in three. I'll get 30 mob- mobs out. Like, yes, that's my goal, get 30. <laughs> so I'm just having fun kind of looking for that. And I got real teased because I went through, I ran a couple of things with Reclaw last week, just kind of, you know, random item. And, um, you know, I got to Haraja Cash, dropped it. I'm like, ooh, look at all these things popping out. And then I'm like, ooh, look at that shiny. I'm like, great, it's got to be the ring. And it was like a sword. Oh, like, uh, really? So, yeah. Um, it, it's really, for me right now, it's just a lot of, I'm kind of like feeling like I'm like in the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like, no matter what, even a sport, if you're watching a sport, it's like the middle of the season. It's not the most important time. But, right. like, it's at the same time, like, if you're not doing enough, you'll fall behind everyone else. So I'm just kind of like, I'm doing things, but it doesn't feel like I've got that goal in sight. So it's not like the, you know, it's the last couple of weeks of the season and saying, oh, great. I know, like, what else can I finish before the end of the season that I really want to get done? Like, right now, I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm feeling like the lazy days of summer. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> but, I mean, there's nothing bad or wrong with that. It's just, no, and it kind of fits right now because my travel schedule has just been, and work schedule has been all over the place. Yeah, and, and you're getting ready just, to disappear for a while, too. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with this. It's right, to me, at the right spot at the right time. And hopefully I'll come back, and then we'll have 2.3, and then it'll be like, yay, this is run through everything again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I yeah, I'm definitely of that same mindset. It's like uh, I'm. We always say, you know, don't burn yourself out. If you if things start, you know, wearing on you, take a break, play something else. Because you know, Diablo, you don't have a subscription to worry about, so you're, you can always come back whenever you want. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I'm playing everything but Diablo. But uh, the PTR. I, I might actually jump on that just to check it out for a little bit, depending mm-hmm. on whether or not they increase the legendary drop rate and make everything ridiculous and nobody can test anything. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Probably tomorrow we'll get an announcement of the PTR and everything will be fun, right? Great. I hope so. Yeah. So let's... Before we move into our tweeters, I did want to mention our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook. Uh, that audiobook can be one of over 180,000 titles that they now have. And when you do sign up, you will be signing up for a 30-day free trial, which will give you access to the digital versions of the New York, New York Times and Wall Street Journal. And you'll be able to participate in any member offers that they offer during that month. If you do decide to keep your membership going, every month you'll get a credit that you can also use to get any of those 180,000 titles. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So we, at first our tweeters were going to be very, very short. And then the patch 2.3 information leaked and then it went wonkers so um (laughs) i guess i'll start off here after i take a quick sip and we start off with currentus relic and this is kind of on a somber note and he says at shattered stone i just lost my first ever seasonal character due to network disconnect goodbye summer you will be missed oh that's a shame and i yes (laughs) i i was just gonna say i wonder 
if he means like summer season now his summer is now gone you know because he's gonna have to rebuild but he probably just named his character summer i bet he named his character summer yeah i already like that idea following (laughs) in your footsteps there brazier oh i'm not gonna say it's me it could be he could have came up with that idea on his own yeah but he listens to the show so pretty sure it got implanted inceptioned and I, and I think if you have a character in Hardcore and they die, don't name the next one Summer or anything. You know, it's just like you have one season character with that name. That's gone. You're right. Your Summer's gone. Your season's gone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I replied to Corentus and I said, may your deeds forever rest in pepperonis and hashtag Hardcore Life. And then Corentus responded and he said, after an appropriate mourning period, I have started a new barb. I wonder how long that morning period was all of maybe 10 seconds <laughs> but uh but i'm, I'm glad I, to see that he's right back up there exactly getting right back on the saddle and going at it nice. yeah. so corinthus also sent us another tweet and he says at shattered stone time for a night of seasonal at diablo and that was um a couple nights ago prior to the patch 2.3 stuff and then corova said at Shattered Stone at the Westmark Workshop. So, now I have one billion gold. What do I do with it? <laughs> and the Westmark Workshop responded, and he, and they said, or, well, I guess it would probably be Nineball, uh, said, take it to Vegas and re-roll a quiver for that extra 1% skill damage. Ooh. I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Because all class items suck for re-rolling. And then EY Edgar 0111 sent a tweet and he says, At Shattered Stone, oops, the number 49 was meant to be there. Greater Rift 49 was the one that I finished in 15 minutes and 6 seconds. And that's a, that's a callback to last show when he sent in a tweet and said that he had just missed clearing the Greater Rift by 6 seconds. So now we wow. know that it was a 49. That's way up there. Good job. No kidding. That's wonder, pretty damn impressive. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's done a 49 or a 50 yet. And then Korova sent us another tweet, and it also came with a picture. And he says, at Shattered Stone, at the Westmarch Workshop, finally found the ant... Wow. The ancient Nat Slayer dropped in a greater rift. And that's a pretty darn good Nat Slayer right there. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know what a Nat Slayer is, so it's one of the uh, one-handed crossbows for the Demon Hunter... And his rolled pretty decently. Is 3,343 DPS and has plus 9% damage modifier, 826 dexterity, which is unfortunately one over the minimum value. <laughs> right. But, but he hasn't re-rolled anything on there. No, he hasn't. And so. then uh, increases Reign of Vengeance by 25%. That rolled mm. top of the scale. So good job there. Um, well, good job, Earn Jesus, I suppose. <laughs> And 11 maximum discipline. So that's that's close to maximum on there. So then Kurova followed that up. And he says, any suggestion how to re-roll would be appreciated. Roll the socket into damage against elites or reduce cooldown. And the West March Workshop responded, cooldown reduction for sure. It's the best DPS stat for Nats. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I will keep that in mind should I find a Nat Slayer for my Demon Hunter. Then we got a new t- tweeter. Rim Rimbog says at Shattered Stone, I'm a hoarder. My inventory is full of legendaries, and it's making me not want to play D3. 
how do you manage your inventories? Well, Rim, starting in Season 4, well, Patch 2.3, probably won't have to hoard so many legendaries. <laughs> but uh, currently, I, I try to just hoard gear for one or two characters. It's a little bit easier, well, it's, it's kind of both for hardcore. Easy and hard, because you want to hold on to backups, and sometimes backups at backups, and... Mm -hmm. You run out of room pretty quickly, so um, this season I'm just sticking to my monk and demon hunter, I guess. So that way all my stuff is dexterity and that makes things easier. But I, I just go through and if it's something that sounds cool, like, oh, maybe one day I'll, I'll do a build around this one particular legendary. I go, nah, and then I just salvage it. So, Yeah, I kind of do the same thing. Like right now... I have to go back in and take a look at everything because just because of those all those greater rifts I've been running, I've just been throwing legendaries in and not really comparing. Mm -hmm. But what I I tend to do um, is I'll take you know empty out everything in my bag, then I'll put all of like one item, so like all shoulders in there, and then compare. If there's something that's pretty close between two items, I'll just get rid of one because I really probably only need one or two of the set pieces because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking at like two different ones. And then maybe just because, okay, maybe my character dies or something and I need an extra one. Because I know with this well, this season, I've had two deaths that I was like, oh, man, that was kind of quick. I didn't have a chance to even farm for anything. So now I'm kind of like, okay, each thing I try to keep three pieces total. And, you know, it's kind of hard to do, too, because sometimes it's like, okay, you've got this one, which has good stats, but it doesn't really have a good bonus feature, like on a shoulder. But then it'd be like, okay, well, this one, though... It's not as good with the stats, but it has a really cool bonus feature mm -hmm. you know, that you know, really would work out. So sometimes I might make room for four, but um, I, I say that's pretty much what I'm doing. And the only other things I might keep are any specific ones along the way that when I was leveling that I could still have. Like if something I got at level 40 would carry me through to like level 52, I'm going to keep that. And that's the only lower level item I would keep. Because most of the time, I don't ask people for runs. Like, I'm not trying to say, okay, if I lose a character, I'm going to run all the way to hardcore, uh, like, to uh, level 70 again. I like mm -hmm. to try to level myself. So that's kind of why I kind of I keep those things. Yeah. Yeah, I try to, maybe about once a week, go through my stash and, and evaluate what I really need, actually need to hold on to. And um, pretty much, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, scorched earth sometimes i'll be like yeah this is cool but it's so low rolled that yeah it's not worth it <laughs> and then just salvage it so it's it's hard especially when you're a hoarder but i guess <laughs> i guess it's just something that you have to get used to doing and then you realize yeah i'll find better eventually so that, that's what i do so the next tweet came from me and this was right when the patch 2.3 information dropped. And I said, tempted to preemptively give At Shattered Stone episode 88 the show title, Final Torment X. And then I did a, you know, a little happy face with, with a be beads of sweat running down. And our good friend Jage responded and he said, barf. I think Jage is not a fan of Torment 10. <laughs> well, he realized that I was going after a Final Fantasy reference, um, and uh. yeah, he, 
probably didn't care for that. But yes, Torment 10 is going to be a thing in patch 2.3. We got an audio for it, so we won't discuss it right now. We'll discuss, discuss it after we listen to the audio from K. Gary, if we get to it. Of course, now that I mention it, we're going to have to get to it. So, <laughs> um, so Bracia, why don't you uh, take over the rest of the tweets? Absolutely. So the next one is at Kurova. He said to at Shatterstone at the Westmark Workshop. Unbelievable. PTR announced another two months for the current season? Question mark. Yep. Westmark Workshop replied, maybe it'll be a minimum of two months for a PTR this big. You know what? I actually would not be surprised with the in- introduction of Kanai's Cube <laughs> that we might see a two and a half month PTR, maybe even three months. Mm-hmm. But hopefully no no more than two and a half, I'm hoping. Because two months puts us, you know, right at the beginning of August. I'm thinking maybe near the end of August is when patch 2.3 will be deployed. We'll see. Definitely. The next one is from Pay to Kill 5440 at Shatterstone at the Westmark Workshop. Am I reading this right? Breakdown leg for their leg props? Oh, the brain is cranky now. Yep, and that's a re- reference to the Kanai's Cube. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about that really quickly. Um, okay. It's similar to the Herodric Cube in that uh, there will be quote-unquote recipes that you can do with this. Those recipes, there's a whole bunch of information that's being compiled on this cube, um, both on the forums and on Reddit. So we'll include links to that because, uh, well, we were promised by Nevelistus that there would be a blog post coming out about it. So, well, I imagine that'll be pretty soon. But essentially what it is, it allows you to salve, well, break down a legendary item and grab that property, the legendary property itself, and store it in the cube. And why would you do that? Because it has three slots on the cube that allows you to equip a weapon legendary power, an armor legendary power, and a jewelry legendary power. There are two exceptions uh, presently that we know of that are excluded from being captured and that is the ancestor's grace for hardcore players that amulet that will um, sacrifice itself when you receive fatal damage and you'll be restored to 100% life that property cannot be captured nor can the property from the hellfire amulet itself so that makes sense yeah so no no way to you know somehow get six abilities (laughs) you know (laughs) Or, I mean, six um, passives is what I'm trying to say. Yep. But, uh, oh my goodness. So many possibilities. Exactly. Oh, and that's the next tweet from the West March Workshop. So I guess we can skip that one now. <laughs> so many possibilities. Thank you, Nineball. <laughs> He's right, though. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting. Yep. Next tweet is from at Karova at Shatterstone. The PTR patch notes are amazing. Looking forward to a four-hour episode. Oh, I sure hope not. Uh, I mean, we we could definitely talk about the patch for four hours, but... Uh, well, you know what? Probably couldn't, because my voice would give out. <laughs> how about we do this? We'll take that four-hour episode, and we'll break it up over a couple of weeks. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds perfect, actually. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get more and more as... You know, like once we get to post from Nebulistas as we are hearing more pe- information from the developers in the forum 
about what's going on with it because you know they're already jumping out in front to explain Kanai's cube and some of their thinking of, of the things that they're adding into it yeah um, the new patch so I'm looking forward to it it's, it's a fun news cycle yep so the next tweet is from Walkman 8 says at Shatterstone finally cube recipes <laughs> yep T T10 is great more loot is awesome give me new sets yeah <laughs> I'm still hesitant about the addition of Torment 10, but I'll go into that a little bit later. Oh, you know what? Actually, that... Well, sometimes okay. sometimes that bugs me when when you listen to a podcast and, oh, we'll get to that later. But actually, we will get to that later. We will definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next thing is uh, at Hometown Hero, and he said, at Shatterstone, I shall celebrate with a gas station Philly cheesesteak sandwich. That's how happy I am. I did not realize that gas station Philly meant super happy. Uh, I did not. But for Jesse's, yeah. It appears so. Maybe that's his real life happy meal. <laughs> yep. And it comes with a slushie. Yeah. I, I wonder where he puts that socket. Ooh. Um. <laughs> okay. I think we'll leave that one on the table. <laughs> All right. So next is Kagurai the Blue, and he says, At Shatterstone, just saw the new PTR patch stuff for D3. Expect audio from me soon. Yep, and we have one. So. He delivered. <laughs> well, uh, again, we'll tease that. We'll go into that one soon, a little bit later. Next is Pergo's Master. says, At Shatterstone, Cestron, Heretic Cube is back, new T level. They, work they worked on a big patch, two months of silence. But what will be left for the expansion? Yeah. Probably a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually kind of crazy. I really thought that the ruins of Shesheron, and well, and I didn't even know that the Kanai Cube would be coming, but uh, doesn't that just feel like expansion stuff that we're getting? It does. It feels like there's so much additional things. You're like, okay, the expansion. But I don't know. I kind of feel in the same way. It was almost like, 2.0 mm-hmm. how they dropped all of this change in the game and they set everything up so that when Reaper of Souls came out it was like wow you know you you set it up so that the game plays better and it does things better and then now you drop this whole new storyline on it as well as you know you know adding the new adventure modes and all this kind of thing and you're like wow the game is just phenomenally better than it was in chocolate mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know if they're still going to reach that same point, but it's like this seems like such a big change in the way the game plays. They're setting us up for something else. I mean, I don't know whether it's the end, quote unquote, of the Diablo three storyline, or is it going to be the next, just the next chapter before the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I mean, it's especially if it can, I don't know, confirms ideas that the last, you know, or the next patch we're going to be going against like the big evils. Mm-hmm. You know, or we're fighting both heaven and hell at the same time. However, it works out. You know, it just—it seems like okay. Now your characters are getting that much stronger, that much more co- customized. There's so much more interesting, unique things that you can do with the game, with your characters getting bigger and and having more um, more to reach for, like the torment level. That I'm thinking we're getting to the point where it's like, whenever they come out with the expansion, it's just like. Oh wow, we are moving 
to that end. Nephilim are as powerful as we keep saying they are in the story. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember who sent, who I, I saw this on Twitter. Somebody said that it kind of feels like uh, you know that system system change patch that we got prior to Reaper of Souls. So yep. it fits right in with that that mentality that this is just setting us up for the next expansion. So Man. it's exciting. Looking forward to it. Exactly. Woo-hoo. Good job, Liz. <laughs> so uh, next one is from EY Edgar. And he said that Shattered Stone at Westmark Workshop. Everyone excited for the 2.3 changes, but surprised by the amount of content. Could this mean no expansion? And Westmark Workshop responded, I'm fairly positive about the prospect for an expansion. I am too. I would say I'm optimistic, but uh, my, you know, my, probably my 90% probability on expansion announcement at Gamescom has dropped to maybe 75% just because of how much content is coming. So it might, but we'll see. I mean, August isn't that far away now. So, no. But I mean, I think it sets it up for, a, you know, say a Gamescom announcement. Maybe not necessarily huge amounts of information, but at least an announcement saying, hey, we are, you know, we're, we're proud to announce Diablo 3's next expansion is blah. And they're like, oh, this is awesome, so exciting. And, you know, what is in it? And they're like, we will give more information when he gets to BlizzCon. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, exactly. that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, I mean, because I'm like, I'm looking at um, Overwatch, and when they announced Overwatch, they had some features to play with, some things to talk about, and it's still very high level information about the game and a system. And then, like, but we haven't heard much information since then. Yeah, well, they, and, I mean, they've been releasing those gameplay videos, like, yeah. usually, usually, like, one or two a week for the past couple weeks, so I think they're ramping up for their um, closed beta or even alpha announcement soon. Oh, yeah, definitely. So maybe that might be the focus of Gamescom. Yeah. yeah. From Blizzard, at least this time. And then Diablo could be the, you know, uh, if they don't say anything at Gamescom... I'm pretty sure at this point they're setting it up for BlizzCon to be something where they say, hey, um, this was doing that, but BlizzCon's going to have, to me, a lot of announcements. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing, though. I just, I have this feeling that if you have, well, Overwatch should hopefully be in closed beta by then. But, I mean, could they do, and Legacy of the Void, I don't know when that will be ready to go, but, I mean, that's going to be pretty close. This BlizzCon is going to be stacked, especially if there's yeah. a new Diablo expansion. That's why I, I still maintain that if we do get an announcement, it will happen at Gamescom. Because historically, even though you know this isn't, we can't really say, oh yeah, you know it happens all the time. It's only happened twice, mm-hmm. but uh, you know historically, they've been all Diablo announcements come out of Europe. So I'm, I'm still holding on to that because exactly. you know it's fact, I mean, right? Right. And it could be that Gamescom treated kind of the way E3 was treated by Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard really didn't do a lot with E3 in the past, mm-hmm. but this year because they brought you know PC gaming a little bit more into the you know, at least bringing it up more and um, E3 that they talked okay they talked about Legacy of the Void and they talked about uh, Heroes a bit as it just came out and what their plan is for the next couple of months uh, with their their quote unquote expansion which we mentioned last episode. But 
I think what they're doing is kind of okay. Here's they'll use like Gamescom as a here's the teaser. You know, this is what we got. This is some of the images from it. You know, we're not going to go into deep dive information about it yet, but we want you to know here it is. You know, and that's what they they really did with that. It's more of a hey, let's reach out to as many people as we can out that are outside of Blizzard fam, fandom and just say we've got the next you know part of our game coming out. You know, we're excited about it. We hope you're getting excited about it. And over the next few months, you'll see more and more information. Yeah. So time will tell. Yep. So we, we just have to be patient. Until then, you know, the PTR should be out soon. So you can enjoy all of the, the wonderful things on the PTR. Exactly. Party on the PTR. <laughs> so next one is uh, from Gorilla Law. It says, at Shatterstone, why is no one talking about the K-Cube? will solve stash issues. Salvage legs and cube will free up space, no? Definitely will. Oh, yeah. I I don't think people are talking as much about the stash issue problem as they're talking more about the possibilities of what they can do by breaking things down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think if there were more of a reason, which this will do, more of a reason to break things down, like what we were talking about just a few minutes about go about okay what items would I break down I'm pretty sure I'd break you know if I had those two items I would say okay I'm definitely breaking down the one with the the, the worst stats that has the better passive because I want to use that passive on something else while the other item that had better item you know better stats but not as good of a passive I'm going to keep that one because I want yeah. the stats yeah and that that actually um, there's been some clarifications uh, like there was a lot of unanswered questions originally about like, mm-hmm. well, what about those legendary powers that have ranges on them? And although I'm not sure how, I, I kind of feel like this would kind of, I don't know. I think it's just a little too awesome. <laughs> when you break mm-hmm. down a legendary item that has a range, it will roll. The power that's extracted will be at its maximum. So Ooh. yeah, it's like, wow, that's, um, uh, OP. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you could have the worst roll and extract the power from it, and then suddenly you have access to the absolute best roll on that power. So I, uh, I don't know. It it sounds it sounds so awesome, but at the same time, it feels like you're cheating. So that's. Uh, and I think maybe that's something they may tweak after testing it in the PTR. Maybe they restore the fact that it's a random. Yeah, we'll see, but. Uh... They, they just might have to go with the simpler option of making it roll at the maximum because if they didn't, then they would have to make that extraction process and the storage of that information that much more dynamic. So That's true. So we'll see. That's true. Yeah, adding more and more to the game and not thinking about uh, storage space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yeah, want more stash space. Right. So next is <laughs> Hometown Heroes. Philly cheesesteaks from Checkers tonight. I may need an intervention from Dune soon. I shall be on D3 soon at Shatterstone. Yay! <laughs> and Dune said, No! That's not a cheesesteak! All in capitals. <laughs> yep. And then, um, oh, Dread, Grind XP, uh, EXP, said, Dude, Jesse, get professional help, brother. <laughs> Aw, come on. He doesn't need help. And Rillandoon followed that up with this in big capitals. Um, and get up here so you can get see what a real cheesesteak is up in Philly, obviously. Yeah, well, 
I'll be then, I'll be severely yeah. disappointed whenever I finally go to Philly, and if their Phillies aren't that great, I'll be like, you're such a bunch of you're a bunch of liars. Oh no no, they're good, oh. they're good, and then grind the XP. Uh, finished up this conversation with, I'll join as a witness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. Hey, any excuse to have more Philly cheesesteaks is a good excuse. And uh, it's actually not that far from him. Uh, for for dread because he can just hop on a train come down to Philly um, because you know he's in New York so it's not too long of a train ride oh no but no, uh, so th that was the end of our regular tweets and then our question of the show and it's funny how sometimes this happens when I toss out some something that's you know that's uh, sensitive to time and then uh, it just gets completely demolished by an announcement. So uh, our question from last show was, when do you think the patch 2.3 PTR will appear? Now, actually, as of recording, it still isn't out. So I guess it's not completely killed, this question. So EYEgger0111 said next month, and that means July. And then Dread, Grind EXP said July 9th, all in caps, with a question mark. And Kagurai LeBlue said Gamescom. Boy, he's way off. I, I just gotta say, he's way, way, way off there. <laughs> and then the Westmarch <laughs> Workshop <laughs> tweeted at us and he and said, I think we'll get a patch 2.2.2 before 2.3 from the look of things. And he was way off too. <laughs> and then Paid to Kill uh, 5440 chimed in on this response by Westmarch Workshop and said, Nope. Just got an announcement on PTR, but this is cheating because my post comes from the future. Q sci-fi music. And I, I have to question, because <laughs> one, it's not spelled S-C-I-F-I, or nor is it even SIFI, you know, the way that the television network spells it, the S-Y-F-Y. So, hmm... But uh, right. X-File theme? Go yeah. ahead, cue it up. So, let's see. Question for next show. I haven't actually thought about this just yet. You know what? We'll make it, we'll make it simple. What from patch 2.3 has you most excited? We'll go with that. Exactly. What feature from 2.3 has you most excited? Yep. I think right now, for me, it's just a cube. I, like, I want to play around with that and put things in there and see what I can make out of it or destroy it. It'd yeah, yeah, the cubes way up, probably up there tops for me. But I would also say the ruins of Shushron, Just having a new tile set and some new monsters to fight is exciting. And exactly, going back to like the area peak. Yeah. Oh, I, I used to love that area. I, I'm still, I'm still amazed that we're getting that as a content patch. Mm-hmm. Well, my thought is the reason why they're doing it. Obviously, they have it in their possession of some things that they've been working on, but maybe it does not fit into the storyline going into the next expansion. So they said, you know what? We have it. It's ready to go. Why don't we put it in with this patch? And then that way there's something more to work on or work with. Yep. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait for the PTR to come out, and I'll probably hop on there to pull myself away from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been playing quite a bit. But uh -oh. 
before we dive into the emails, and oh my goodness, we have a lot. So um, we're going to have to do some... Uh, well, well, we'll see how it goes. But uh, we are running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated, and we have two new patrons to thank. Bryzy and Funktropus, true to his word, he said once he got moved, he would, he would uh, toss us some, some, you know, some bones, and so he did. So thank you so much to you both, and so now we're up to five patrons. I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you very much, guys. I mean, we really do appreciate every effort for people who are helping us out. Uh, it obviously continues to give quality shows and even additional content as we reach goals. Yep. Yeah. So let's move into the emails. You can send an email to the show. Um, you can also include an audio if you want to, to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. And our first email comes to us from uh, Sahad. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he says, if you want the TL TLDR version, I play on Xbox 360 that has Diablo 3 and the Reaper of Souls expansion. I play mostly solo and sometimes co-op. Console version has no seasons though, only adventure mode with regular rifts. This can get boring. How do I keep the gameplay fresh? And uh, he signed his TLDR version of his email. His gamer tag is uh, Gamgee. That's G-A-M-J-I-E. And if any of our listeners out there also play on the Xbox 360, they can add him and play with him in D3. But he continues, I've been playing Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls on Xbox 360 since December. It's been mostly solo with some co-op by adding folks looking to do bounties and rifts on Blizzard forums. I have finished the story mode at least six times with the Barbarian, both male and female, the Wizard, ditto, and the Crusader, ditto, meaning that he's completed it with male and female versions of each of those, and currently playing the Demon Hunter. After the Reaper of Souls expansion, there has not been much support in patches for last-gen consoles. If Seasons or Next Expansion even do come to consoles, it is very likely that the Xbox One and PS4 will have them and not last-gen. Sadly, this is this is a this is true. There has been zero support other than I think one small hotfix to the last gen consoles, but uh, they're still in patch 2.0 point something whatever it is. So, yeah, if the Reaper of Souls expansion and adventure mode is the only in-game content for last gen consoles, what would you suggest to players who currently play or have not played, and may be looking to jump back into D3? Oh, you're not going to like my answer to this, but um, either play the PC version <laughs> or upgrade to your Xbox One. I mean, you can transfer your save file. so um, Or you could even uh, get a PS4 if you want to go that direction, because you can. There is... Um, I'm going to have to dig up the URL, but there's a, there's a process that you can transfer your old 360 or PS3 save files and play it on either the PS4 or the Xbox One. So I'll try to dig that up and include that in the show notes. But if that's not an option... I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult if that's not an option, like yeah. to get something different to play on. Because you're essentially, to me, it's almost like trying to play a Game Boy or something of that, that sort with an older console 
where, you know, like, let's just take Super Mario Brothers. I mean, for example, it, it, it's a fun game, but it's very limited. I mean, you beat the game once, it's the same game. Mm -hmm. it, you can't just keep running through and saying, oh, okay, I'm going to have a different experience because now I'll play Luigi. You know, <laughs> it, it's essentially the same game. And, you know, it's kind of like with that version of Diablo 3, you have no... It's not like you can mod the game. It's not like you can... You know, I mean, the only option is to find more people to, to play the game, but you're still the same mode. It's not like what we're playing on the PC version or the next generation version where, okay, even if, you know, I take a break for a while, there's going to be new content for me to bring me, draw me back into it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you're right, they're just not doing that. So it, it generally becomes, what does the community do? Like, what does an individual or the community do to make the game more interesting for themselves again? You know, just little things like we were doing in chocolate, because we, you know, during all those periods where we had nothing new coming out, which was simply, okay, you know what, let's let's go play a game, you know, a naked run. You can yep. just go and do that. Or, you know, how far can I get in hardcore with only using a sword? You know, something like that. You're kind of having to reinvent the game for yourself and your own play. It reminds me of going back to the original Diablo game. Yeah. Where. You know, it literally is yours. Your your hunt is for the those new uh, new items and new things, but it's only you, or you and whoever's sitting next to you. Yeah. And it's really not much you can do to kind of keep the game fresh. Yeah. So, I yeah, my my suggestion is either invest in the PC version or um, figure out some way of obtaining a PS4 or Xbox One. I know that GameStop right now. Um, they're running a promotion, I think, where if you trade in your PS3 or 360, you get $150 credit towards the purchase of a PS4 or Xbox One. So that's that's something right there. I mean, that effectively could drop the cost of the Xbox One down to $200 for you and $250 for the PS4. But again, you know, it's like it's kind of like you're in a hard, you're between a rock and a hard place in terms of what you can do to make the game more fun for yourself so I, I was just thinking you know even if you're, you're saying okay I'm stuck with this game and I can't do the trade-ins or anything else maybe you know going back onto the forums and you know, talking up ideas with people and say hey you know I've got this I've got the older version you know what kind of game, thing can I do with the game should you brainstorm with other people it could be like do speed runs it could be I'm just trying to think, like, you know, just variations of the game. I, I don't know really what else to say about that. Mm -hmm. But the, but other than the fact that, you know, it, you're, you need to reinvent the game for yourself. Or, you know, just take a break for a while and then come back and play another character. Or take that character you're already currently playing, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to do a completely different build than I'm used to. Maybe, you know, the Barbarian you're used to doing a Whirlwind build. Oh right, well, let me try something completely different. I'm not used to playing that style, and go with that and see what it does. Because maybe just having a different style of playing that character excites you again. Yeah. So his email continues, and he says, "I personally want to play through each character class, male and female, at least once in story mode, because I want to see their skills in action and hear the dialogue for each of the voice actors. And I haven't tried hardcore mode, which is what I will do after playing through each character class." And then there is also the grind, which I enjoy at times, because who doesn't like getting those legendaries? <laughs> if I do get tired of D3, I have plenty of other games in my backlog that I can hop on before returning to D3. 
and he signs it Sahat or Sajad. I, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with. Uh, I'm gonna say Sahad right now. Yeah, but um, yeah. So my my opinion is that the community that you'll have access to in terms of playing with is gonna over time continue to diminish because they're going to upgrade their systems eventually. So, um, I, I would honestly that's that's what I would I would look into. You know, upgrading to your th- upgrading your 360. Uh, you could go with an Xbox One because it is the cheaper option of the two, and there is um, you wouldn't have to trade in all of your 360 games because uh, Microsoft will be adding um, backwards compatibility with 360 games on a per game basis. Um, so basically, any of the popular games. Uh, will be backwards compatible. They will be, I think the, I think it was, uh, oh my goodness, Major Nelson, who's a community manager for Microsoft, he mentioned that the, at first they will be, you know, just a couple of the really high profile games, but then shortly thereafter they're going to be adding hundreds of games to that support. So, you can do, you can go that direction, so that way you don't have to lose all your 360 games as well. So, Brazier, what, why don't you take the uh, next next email? All right. Ooh, nice, sweet. Short one for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, email from Saldaria. And says, hey, all. Wanted to share this ancient crashing rain that dropped a few weeks ago. Although the primary stats are on the low side, the legendary Apex is as high as I've ever seen. Thanks for looking. Yep. So, ooh. Yeah, he has a 39.58% weapon damage on that crashing rain. So, yeah, that's way up there. The max is 4,000, so not too far off. Holy cow, talk about melting you know, mobs when Rain of Vengeance drops. Yep. <laughs> that is impressive, my friend. Yeah, and there's a funny little story to this. Um, I was able to view his image that he embedded on my phone but then when I went onto my computer to pull the image uh, it came up as like a whole bunch of embedded HTML so I was like okay so I had to take a screenshot from my phone and then dump that onto my computer and then include it in our show notes so that we could see it oh well done yeah so yeah that's a really good crush rain yeah the rolls on dexterity 573 and 550 on vitality those are on the low end but the 129 to resist all, that's really up there. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And you can keep re-rolling that 14% life for 15%. So. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, Go to Vegas. That's a good one. Yep. So our next novel comes to us from Master Doe. We haven't heard from him in a while. He made up for it. <laughs> yeah. He says, hi, soul stoners. It's been a while since I last sent you an email. Things are moving fast, and sometimes it's not that easy to follow these evolutions. As for me, I've got a new job. It is closer to my home, which gives me around three-fourths of an hour of extra time, so 45 minutes, to spend with my daughters each day. Oh, that's sweet. Awesome. More time is better. Yep, it's quite a bit of change for me, and both leaving my old job and getting into this new one took me such a while to get it right. Okay, it's not an excuse, but this combined to the new podcast frequency gave me a hard time to follow news on our European community news board. Let me apologize for that, guys. 
What? Wait, what does he mean? Is he getting too much of our show now? That he can't keep up <laughs> on the European community board? Uh-oh. Now we're saying it's uh, too much of a good thing? Yeah. Well, you're you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to learn to like it. <laughs> Take your shows and like it. Yeah. Besides that, I spent a bunch of time on season three to unwind, as you can guess, and went up to Paragon four hundred with my new hardcore demon hunter. Well, good job there. Hot damn! Nice work. Since I lost my first one earlier in the season, oh, rest in pepperonis. I set up a backup de- demon hunter just in case, and let me tell you that. Spending that much time into Legendary Gems leveling, OMG. Uh-huh. It just looks like a waste of time for now, but if I ever lose my Demon Hunter, my backup Demon Hunter would be quite useless without them. In French, mm. we call that putting the belt and the suspenders. A security option upon another security. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. I mean, you don't really need suspenders if you have a belt. Yeah. Your pants are going to still stay up. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want your pants to fall down. Or, I, I guess Europeans would, or at least the our English listeners would call them trousers. <laughs> and so, I came up to this paradox. Could it be better to lose again a demon hunter? So that this long time used setting up my backup demon hunter wouldn't be a pure waste of time? Oh, I see what he means. He's been spending a lot of time leveling up gems for his backup mm-hmm. demon hunter. Or should this security t- security time be a part of my happiness in playing the game anyway? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, Master Doe, it's never a waste of time in hardcore. Never. When, when it inevitably you lose another demon hunter, you'll have you'll be able to bounce right back. Exactly. Leveling a character through the campaign mode, or even bounties and rifts, is actually fun. But since you have to restart a greater rift each time you use the Urshi's gem leveling capacity, well, it looks like a pain getting into at least 25 greater rift, so to upgrade your three legendary gems up to level 25, at least. Well, my conclusion is that it is part of the game when you play hardcore and i can't think about getting back into softcore for now happy face i'm with you on that (laughs) so i keep on going with this listening to episode 86 i had to send you some comments about my feelings as karova tweeted i also think jen is lucky for having such a nice husband shano's voice is soft and restful he sounds like a smart person and well he tried a hardcore demon hunter how can i say anything wrong about him happy face (laughs) Actually, that's a super big grin, happy face. And, uh, yeah, and Master Doe, as if you need more listening material, you can always listen to uh, Hyper Nonsense, where Jen and Sean, do, you know, they, they do their own podcast. So that way you can enjoy Shano's voice all the time. And then he continues, even if he, he, he has not found his Demon Hunter way yet, he actually did say he does not dislike the demon hunter right this is true that's only because he hasn't spent a whole lot of time with it Mm -hmm. anyway it was nice hearing at last his or at least his voice and story i hope it won't be the last time we hear him nope i doubt it hey shano next time don't let them take all the speaking time What, what what are you saying we spoke too much they had so much time to tell their stories. Time for yours now. Right. 
winky face. <laughs> I guess we did kind of hog the airways a little bit. Hey, that was not my fault. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, Sean's just a very casual di uh, Diablo player. So, anyways, uh, Master Doe continues. I hope Jen could take on this lore section that we talked about with Kuroa. It could be really fun for those of us who love lore, and Jem seems to be the great lore master for that. If she could prepare subjects so she would read them when she can get on the podcast and let it read by another of you when she can't get on the podcast, I think that could work. I still think she could do an audio segment for us. I agree. By the way, Jen, I guess you already know, but my thoughts are with you on those days when allergies give you hard times. I know how awful simple things can get sometimes, and when health goes, not that right. Mm -hmm. Now, between the point where I started this email and right now, Pat, wow, I guess he started this email, and then in the middle of it, patch 2.3 has been announced. So let me get into that just a while. Gosh, such a great patch coming. I'm looking forward to seeing the exact use of this new Herodric cube, the Kanais cube. It could, or should, solve most of our actual crafting materials problems, I guess. About new torment levels. I feel quite the same as you, Nevik and Jach. And on the other side, I do understand Donville's point of view. Okay, so, um, I guess I have to explain this because uh, not everybody follows all three of us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I expressed my, my hesitance about the addition of Torment 10. Because I like I like being able to relax in Torment Six, and adding Torment Seven through Ten just means that you know if you're not doing Torment Ten, then you're a scrub, right? You know, from the elitist point of view, and it's going to probably pigeonhole classes into more specific builds. But then again, this is all without the context of everything in Patch Two Point Three. So I, I did say that you know I don't have the context for this. So it's very likely that Torment 10 could be just as relaxing as Torment 6 is right now. And then Jach chimed in and he said that he would rather have them have done Torment 1 through 6 and retool them to, you know, have the range from Torment 1 to 10. So Don Vu responded and he said they didn't want to do that because if they, if they retooled the Torment levels or the, all the difficulty levels, it might... You know, if you haven't played Diablo in a long time and you come back and suddenly now you can't do the difficulty level that you were face rolling previously. And that's not something that they wanted to do. And I completely agree with that. So, yeah, I mean, that would turn somebody off. Like, if you know, you dropped a character, came back a few months later, you were running Torment 6. And now you, you know, like your first experience is you go into it and you die right away. Yeah. You're like, screw this. I don't even want to play anymore. Yeah, because... You know, like, um, what the hell they do to the game? They ruined it. Yeah, and... I mean, uh, what was it? Wyatt said that um, when they were going to remove Perma CC, he said that they would probably make some adjustments to how incoming damage is reworked. So, there again, you know, it's like, don't have the context of that. So, it's, it's like, kind of have to be in a wait-and-see kind of um, stance right now. But... As, as of today, if we had Torment 10, that would be roughly equivalent to Greater Rift 37. So that's, you know, that's that's up there. I mean, it's for folks like Jach, you know, he runs Greater Rift 40 like nothing. So, you know, it won't matter for him. 
but um, mm -hmm. it will matter for us hardcore players. <laughs> I can say that much. So, oh, yeah. oh boy, we still have a lot to go through. So Masterdo continues, and he says, to the end, well, players that have not played for a while and come back to the game already have a huge step to climb, since the game has considerably changed. So having to adapt to a new difficulty levels would just be more adaptation. But having a range scaled between 1 and 10 is also just an easy way for scaling things like Uber Keys drops chance. Yes, that's another unanswered question. How will the new torment levels affect drop rates? Okay, it's not a fully valid reason. Anyway, what what keeps me skeptical to fully enjoy this patch is that the develop Diablo development team spent quite a bit of time on that huge patch. That is rather obvious. But as usual, when you spend time on one side, you don't have much on the other, and it's been a, a year since Reaper of Souls launched, and Blizzard used to announce expansion six months before launch. I was quite waiting for an announcement of the next expansion for at Gamescom. And in parentheses, parentheses, he says, we don't plan any announcements for Diablo at Gamescom. Okay, the Diablo part gotta be just a blast, in parentheses, but with this new huge patch, it looks like there's no way this could be. Does this mean that we're gonna, we're gonna wait another year? And what for content will be left even if new zones come into patches? And even worse, it is more or less everybody messes it of the cont cont uh, wow continuation of the campaign. I count at least Jen, Korova, Nineball, and me as some of the exceptions, and every lore fans, roughly, since nobody plays campaign anymore nowadays. Yep, that's... well, I don't. <laughs> A question which I heard and which frightened me even more is that it takes a significant amount of time to develop those kinds of stories. But if you stand back just a while, you can see we don't spend that much time actually playing that part. Will players pay for a story-only expansion? Or will we have to wait for a time long enough so that Blizzard has enough non-story content for an expansion? Well, I'll let you off there with that philosophical-like question. Love you all, your good friend, Master Doe. Wow, that was Ooh. an email. Thank you, Master Doe. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would say that we've kind of covered some of these sentiments already through the mm. tweets and everything. But yeah, it does make you wonder if we will actually get an expansion announcement. We're still positive, but not quite as certain as as we were before. So, yeah. I, I mean, I still think we're going to. And I don't think, if they're going to do an announcement for an expansion, it is not going to take another year from now. I don't think. I think they have all this already planned out. They have the story. They have game features they want. And they said, okay, what features do we have that are ready to go in production now that don't require us doing something different with the game? Mm -hmm. And put it out now. And that's what this big patch and I think the idea is this big patch will hold you over, whether it's another eight months or whatever from then, until the expansion. I th I still think we're going to get an expansion announcement this year. Yeah. And it'll co it'll come out maybe second quarter next year. Yeah, and I mean there is some precedence for you know receiving these major changes without even the expansion looming. I mean, uh, Transmog came into World of Warcraft, and that was originally going to be a Miss of Pandaria thing, but that came in Cataclysm. So, I mean, it's one thing that we know is Blizzard will not hold back a feature. It 
when it's ready to go. So. Yeah, no, and that, I also understand the other side of it is like, okay, if they release an expansion, is it only going to be a story expansion? Well, then most people will be like, well, I probably won't care if I still have all the features I have now and play with it. So you, there's got to be more features that they have in mind that they haven't announced that could be as much of a change as it went from um, chocolate to now where you, you have adventure mode and campaign are completely two different beasts altogether and then you have the the rifts that happen i mean that's a very different change between the original version of the game and the new one maybe there's something additional that goes along with that yeah like pvp (laughs) (laughs) you know i was thinking that i didn't want to bring it up because i really don't think that's going to happen yeah but Uh, hey yeah i'm fairly certain we'll never see pvp in diablo but uh we did get another email, and it is yep. from Cyberwolf. So, Brazier, why don't you take care of that? Absolutely. So, this email from Cyberwolf says, Hey, gang. Well, actually, he said, Hi, gang. I put the hey. As always, love the show. Just in case that Nevik James missed my tweet, here is some of the interesting info regarding the Kanai's Cube. Kanai's Cube is named in honor of the late Kevin K. Griffith. The K stands for Kanai. A Diablo 3 artist who died from cancer. Here is a webpage with many pieces of Kevin's artwork. And it's www.cowandcheese.blogspot.com. Blizzard CMs provided details about the Kanai's cube. Tivlar said that there's been some confusion about how these passives work, so let me clarify. With the current plan, the passives you get by breaking down legendary items with special effects in Kanai's cube do not replace passive skills on your character, but are instead a part of a separate set of passives that are specifically stored within the cube. You can store as many special effects as possible in the cube, but only a limited number can be active at a given time. Currently, this is three. One weapon effect, one armor effect, and one jewelry effect. Yep. Subwolf goes on to say Travis Day answered some questions. Question one, can you use the Hell Skull passive while not using a shield? Answer from Travis was, yes, you can. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Question two, so now I'm wondering how the game will track legendary abilities that have roll ranges. Store all the ranges you've melted down, overwrite with the best one? Question mark. Travis answered, powers that are extracted into the cube are extracted at their maximum power. Uh, maybe that to help prevent the overwrite issue. Yeah, just to make it a simple process, I would imagine. Yeah, because you know people, they'll take, they'll spend hours, days, years, whatever it is, hunting for that one specific one that they like, oh, I only rolled 100%, I could have gotten a maximum of 900%. Let me keep fighting until I get, you know, do it again. You know, we see how it is, the whole Vegas effect with what we do now when re-rolling items. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would just be another nightmare on that. People don't really want to keep doing that. So anyway, third question to Travis was, okay, so a monk could, for example, suck the leg power out of Flying Dragon, a Julius cameo, and a Crudus boot, freeing up those slots for other goodies, including going full retard or <laughs> full Enna's edit, and <laughs> dual-wielding fisticles, for example. 
Answer is, that's one weapon power, one jewelry power, and one armor power. Make it happen. Yay. Yay. That's going to be exciting where uh, you might be able to pull a two-handed property and have it just activate when you do a wielding. Mm, that would be really cool. So, of course, we're going to have lots of time to play with this in the PTR. Yep. So Grimaku answered one more question. The question was, is armor armor or all armor, bracers, gloves, etc.? The answer is the armor slot for the Kanai's cube currently encompasses every slot except for weapons and jewelry. So, for example, the cube could give you the legendary power from Lutsots or Liar Crown, but not both. That's interesting. And uh, we finish up the email with Hope is Help. Long live the Nephilim. Yeah. A <laughs> Dune reference. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, the Kanai's Cube is going to open up so many possibilities, uh, both offensive and defensive. Because, uh, for example, uh, for your jewelry, you could pull the power off of, you know, your Unity and still have your Focus and Restraint equipped. And then, you know, have a Unity on your follower. And then now you're super, super powerful and you're super, super tough. It's, uh, it's, oh, it's... Go super, super you? It's going to be amazing. Uh, just the meta is going to be, sh you know, shaken up so much with this cube. It's, yeah. oh, it's, it's exciting and worrisome at the same time because the power creep. Oh my god! <laughs> but not that power creep's a bad thing. But the numbers, the numbers are going to get so big. We're going to have to number mega crunch damage. at some point. <laughs> we will see. But oh my yeah. goodness, I can't wait. Well, you know, I'm, I just got to say one other thing because originally I was thinking. Since I heard the name Kanai's Cube, I was wondering where they got that from, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it was you know from an artist who had passed away from their team. Yeah. So my original thought was, oh, like Kanai. I'm like, well, that's an interesting. I'm gonna call it my Kanai Cube. <laughs> can I make this or can I not make this? And then I realized <laughs> now, you know, I may still end up calling it that at some point, but it just seems like a little bit more out of taste. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in poor taste to do that. So I'm definitely going to stick with the Kanai's Cube. Now that I know what the reference is, I mean, to me, I think it's a, it's a really wonderful way to pay tribute to someone that was definitely a big part of their team. Yeah, so that's uh, really awesome for them to have honored Kevin in that fashion. So that's great. Mm -hmm. So our last, well, I guess it's our second to last email, but our last email will be an audio. So, yeah, we're going to get through it all is from our good friend Funktropis, and he says, Hello, I am now residing in North Carolina. It's hot. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> I logged onto Diablo 3 for the first time in several days and saw the patch 2.3 information. OMG! Exclamation mark. Brain aneurysm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess we better send some, uh, some medical, uh, you know, medical team to respond to that. Also, oh. notice that with different internet and connection speeds, it alters the game mechanics, like timing if you are spamming a certain skill and have to tap a button at a different rate. Makes hardcore even more exciting. I guess that means he has a slower connection now. Oh boy. One thing I was amused by on my drive across the country is that I was listening to episode 45 when Antonio was moving to a new house while I was moving. Coincidence? Could be. <laughs> I look forward to your 2.3 nerdgasm. Signed, Funktropis. 
So. Oh yeah, we've just been nerdgasming all over the place. So I hope you enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of nerdgasm, I guess uh, we'll get to our audio from Kagurai in the Blue, uh, and I love to refer to him as uh, K Gary. So here we go. <laughs> Hello, Shadow Cellphone Crew. This is LeBlue. Uh, we just had the big PTR preview from Blizzard, and as I'm excited to get back in Diablo, I'm kind of watching this at the moment, and I've been reading through the patch notes, and I will. this will be the first in probably a series of uh, audio that I send y'all on my opinions on things. Obviously, I haven't been playing too much. I've been rather busy with life and whatnot, and... I'm looking forward to getting back into hardcore in the next season. Internet be darned. Um, probably be stuck here still in the current arrangement, but I'm still going to go ahead and give hardcore a shot next season. Um, but getting into it, the this first one will definitely be about the torment levels, uh, specifically 7, 8, 9, and 10. I'm actually pretty excited about this, uh, kind of going along with the greater rift change to where you can click into it, because let's be real. We all love seeing stuff fountain out of things as they die. It's a lot of fun. And while doing the higher greater rifts is incredibly rewarding um, right now, it's so rewarding that it actually kind of eclipses uh, Torment 6 at a certain point. And I feel like this will help out uh, with that and kind of give you more options. Because I'll, I'll be completely frank with you. I will get burnt out of doing just greater rifts if it's the way to gear up or the way to do things and you don't really see like the loot and stuff dropping like we'll see here with the higher torment levels. They'll also give more experience and stuff and they'll be their own different challenge in a way because in a greater rift, obviously, the rift guardian drop, drops out and everything else dies. In a normal rift... The Rift Guardian pops out, and you still have to contend with every single thing. So if you're pushing Torment 10 a little early, and you're going, I just need to kill the uh, this mob, and then the boss will pop, and I'll be okay. That's not quite the case. And then, of course, with Power Creep, how it is, obviously this becomes the point where we kind of get to Torment 6 really quickly nowadays, and we kind of start crushing it really quickly nowadays with even relatively low playtime. Um, I noticed it with my Demon Hunter that I uh, jumped up. I mean, add about 9 hours or so for leveling to his time, and it, it didn't even take me like 20 hours to be like crushing uh, Greater Rift 40 on Softcore. Um, so I don't think the time commitment's super, super great. Uh, but obviously RNG has its ways. But I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the extra drop rates, the gold, and all that. And I'm looking forward to varying my play and now no longer feeling compelled to do the rift trial greater rift cycle because if i decide well i don't need to level my gems right now but i need more gear the efficient answer isn't go run more greater rifts because blood shards and better chances of ancients the answer might be well i want to run a higher torment seeing as if they go with the rough estimations that they currently have now we're looking at Torment 7 being roughly Greater Rift 28. The, uh, Greater Rift 31 will be roughly Torment 8. Uh, Torment 9 will be roughly Greater Rift 34. And then Torment 10 will come out about roughly 37. Um, obviously, they could change that. They could make a scale a little bit harder so it ends on like a nice even number. For example, imagine if Torment 10 was like Greater Rift 50. 
we wouldn't be hitting there for a while, but it would give us a pretty lofty goal, which was Torment 6 way back when Reapers first launched. That was the goal. Um, so that would actually be pretty cool. That said, with Power Creep, again, we'll probably be hitting it pretty soon. I'm kind of curious to see what y'all's thoughts are on it. And like I said, I will probably end up hitting on a lot of other things, uh, like the can I have free legendary affixes cube, uh, or the, the may I cube, I think was what uh, Flux called it. So I will talk to y'all later, and I'll probably send you lots of tweets annoying Nevik to play Final Fantasy XIV. Speaking of which, I'm going to get back to that. So y'all have a good day. Take care. <laughs> Well, he doesn't have to send a whole bunch of tweets to annoy me. No, no, no. Just keep talking more about Final Fantasy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, we don't quite have the context of what Torment 10 is going to be like. It could very well, you know, they scale things differently past, uh, you know, Torment 6 and make Torment 10 much harder than it would be currently roughly equivalent to so these are all questions that we will find out hopefully somewhat soon but you know ptr is ptr meaning that changes can and will happen so it could be super super easy and then super super hard when it goes live or it could be super super hard and then maybe they tone it down a little bit we will see i don't know but well i do like K um Kagari's, uh the, the point that he made about the difference you know with running seven through ten how now you don't have to always jump into Greater Rift to get that challenge or that mm -hmm. loot or anything of that sort. Now you have an option. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't even think about that as a perspective before. So it could be interesting to see what those do. Yeah, because um, there's so much in this patch 2.3 preview that there was. I, I mean, adding these extra torment levels is going to have re you know repercussions across the board. And there, I think what what they're trying to do is to give us reasons to not always be running greater risks for experience. Um, for example, uh, this this is coming from directly from the patch 2.3 preview. They're they're doing changes to the crafting system and adventure mode. Uh, for example, there's going to be uh, axe specific, Roger cash, dropped only, crafting materials. And why would you want these? Because you're going to need them for using the May I cube <laughs> or the can I cube um, so they're, they're going to give us reasons to be running uh, you know doing bounties in act 5 and act 4 finally you know and not just act 1 because who really wants a ring of royal grandeur anymore <laughs> but um, it's going to be exciting because this is also going to have you know changes on the drop rates of well I guess this has already been announced that uh, in 2.3 the key wardens will no longer just drop keys they will actually drop these the uh, infernal machine themselves so thank goodness no more key farming oh my goodness it's good that's still doesn't address the whole it's gonna be super super fast to do it in four player as opposed to solo but it's something you know exactly step in a different direction and um, another thing what they're doing is they're changing the crafting system so that items will dynamically uh, craft to your level. So, for example, um, you know, like, no longer will you have to scroll through, you know, 
hundred, well, not hundreds, but you know what I mean. Lots of different item levels for each item. It will just be one item that you craft, and it will be crafted at your level, so it will always be useful for you. So that that would be that would be good, especially um, you know when you get up into the level sixty range first time through, and you know you the drop the way that items drop. You know, you have to hit level 64 before you start getting better gear to drop. And then I think the next level is 67 and, and so forth. So that'll be able to at least iron out those little gaps in itemization for you. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. Another feature that's coming that's new is journeys. And the way that there's there wasn't a whole lot of detail on this, but um, it was basically... It will keep track of your milestones as you progress through the season. So they're trying to give you even more reason to play through seasons. And um, as you hit specific milestones, uh, they will probably offer special cosmetic rewards, such as your um, your Paragon portrait. But they also teased that there might be pets obtained through this journey system. So, um, like I said, there's not a whole lot of information on that, but that sounds exciting because currently there's only one pet in the game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that little, uh, um, what is it, the dog thing from Act 5, the spectral version. Yep. So they're, they're teasing more pets. That's cool. Uh, I know that we're getting the, uh, if you pick up the... Legacy of the Void Collector's Edition, you'll be getting the Protoss Probe as a pet. Which means I'll probably end up buying that. Thanks, Blizzard. Thanks. I have no really have no interest in StarCraft 2, but maybe I'll play through this story. We'll see. Exactly. And uh, there... I mean, we've, we've talked about Kanai's Cube quite a bit, so we don't really have to cover that too much more. But there are combat changes coming. Um, there's going to be diminishing returns on on crowd control, so witch doctors will no longer be able to lock everything down permanently. So this, Aww. yeah, this will have some repercussions at the high level of play, but maybe the power creep will help offset it some. We don't know. Don't have the context for it just yet. And uh, there might be some changes on monster damage and scaling, but again, no details. So that's all up in the air. But as if that wasn't enough. The Player Way Thursday Round 8 live stream is the video on demand now available. I don't think yep. I don't think we got much information in terms of actual game stuff. So just, you know, lots of monk talk and art talk. So you can you can oh, you can check out Nebulist's new hairstyle. She um she donated a bunch of her well, she cut her hair and had that donated uh, probably to Locks for Love. That was really nice. Yeah, and uh, she she has more of a pixie cut now, and it looks cute. It, I like it. And um, she was like, "Hmm, where did I get the idea for styling my hair this way?" And then she put up a picture of uh, Tracer from Overwatch. <laughs> so I told her I she didn't respond, but I I told Nevelistus in a tweet said, "Whenever that that blog post on the Kanani's Cube comes out, there better be a, there better be." Cheers, love, the Calvary's here. <laughs> and speaking of Play Your Way Thursday, we got a new edition of it, and we know this guy, Droth Vader. His Wrath of the Thunder God Crusader build was 
featured on the Play Your Way Thursday. And yeah, it's it's a good fun fun build for Crusaders. And given the theme of lightning, I'm very tempted to try it. Hmm. And finally, in our Diablo news, uh, also just today, a brand new batch of uh, fresh meet and greets was released. So you'll have to go to each of the respective form class forms to get all of them. Although I imagine there will be a post um, that will include links to all of them uh, from Grimaku probably maybe even today i didn't see it before we started the show but maybe maybe tomorrow i'll go up mm-hmm. outside of official blizzard diablo news there was a hardcore greater rift 65 clear that was a three-player clear and that's that i'm no i i think if i tried to watch that i would curl up into a ball and be like no no too scary don't want to watch <laughs> <laughs> but that was nope, good nope. enough for world f- number one so congrats to them that's absolutely amazing I I don't think I will ever press my luck that high ever ever <laughs> no, no no I'm with you on that one we have a Chaldeum nobility cosplay by Kaios I guess that's how you pronounce it and she looks she looks you know just like the Chaldeum nobility so good for good for her cosplayers are they are getting better i swear they are getting better as better stuff is available to cosplay with yeah include a link to that um she she does a lot of cosplay so we'll also include a link to her deviant art uh sites where you can see all of her cosplay the canines cube has been mentioned a lot but flux over at diablo.ii.net threw up a blog post about theory crafting you know what what you could do with it so if you're having, you know, if you're having big brain farts on, oh man, I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do with it. You know, you can head on over and maybe get some ideas. I know we've tossed a few up there. And finally, eatgamelive.com by Kira Panda. She did another Diablo themed uh, recipe called the Burning Hells Popsicles. And <laughs> I'm severely disappointed that she did not say hell hath frozen over anywhere on that blog post that's epic fail but you know she's been so focused on heroes i I guess it makes sense so that's that's all the diablo news that we got for tonight and my goodness that was actually quite a bit (laughs) no kidding and who says it's never any news in diablo yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna have a lot more to talk about including diablo news outside of diablo with heroes because the eternal conflict patch uh, the PTR for that went live on Tuesday. I haven't checked it out. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna wait for it to go live on uh, next Tuesday on the 30th. So, you know, there's gonna be the butcher. He's gonna be added, and then York himself, and then probably the monk after that. So, all good mm-hmm. things. I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, good, good. Yeah. So. I've mentioned that I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, and yes, this is very true. Um, Heaven's Ward came out for early access last Friday, so about a week ago, and wow, Square, you really need to tighten up your um, software, or just, they need to unify things, because it was a pain in the butt. First, I I bought the expansion, that way I would have uh, access to it 
early, even though I'm not even close to experiencing the expansion content yet. So um, I got an 18-digit code to go to a different site and enter in that code to get a 20-digit code to go to the MOG station to input that. And oh, there's a there was a special button specifically for that, which I was entering my code into the wrong area. So that was fun. And then once the game was live, I got another code to go back into MOG station and apply it to my account. Well done, okay. Square. Well done. And oh, error 37 doesn't hold a doesn't hold a candle to error 2002. Because what a pain in the ass. Because uh, anytime you'd encounter that error, it wouldn't kick you out to the login screen, or you know, you know, it it would kick you out to the desktop. So you'd have to open up the launcher. Then if you have if you have your secondary um, authentication equipped on or you know attached to your account, you'd then have to open up your one-time password. Enter that in, log in, click on play, and then click on data center, and only to get the error again and have to do it all over. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Yeah, not it's good it's been better um, recently. I'm not sure what they did, but uh, they did something, I think. So I I've pretty much been able to log in any time that I that I've wanted to since Tuesday. So good on Square for that, and. Um, I won't bore you with any further details, but I did want to mention I did pick up a couple last-minute things from the Steam sale. <sighs> I picked up the XCOM Complete Pack, which is the Enemy Unknown plus Enemy Within and all the downloadable content. And even though I already owned Civilization V, I bought the Ultimate Pack because there was, it wasn't cost-efficient to buy the expansion separately. So I had to buy the Complete Pack. <laughs> Ah, uh, so holy cow! Yep, but I have everything now for Civilization Five. So there you go. Yep, and oh, Diablo news and heroes. I am close to Master Skin Diablo, very close. So I should have that probably by the end of the weekend. So yay! Awesome! Congratulations! And uh, trying to think, have I watched anything? Not really. So Brazia, what have what has also kept your attention? Well, for me, um, it's been a lot busy couple of weeks because school year is wrapping up, and I've got you know my soon to be fourth grader wanting to do a bunch of things just to have some fun with his friends before our next you know summer starts. And then of course the uh, eighth grader now is going to be a freshman in high school, so he's had like concerts to go to and awards nights and things like that so it's just been a busy couple of weeks along with work and along with you know just trying to take care of things around here just in general so a lot of my free time has not been so free <laughs> or when I have free time I'm sitting there going I'm sleepy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's just kind of what's been happening but I um, I spent more time with Diablo than of course the last day or two, when I finally have had a chance to sit down and play, I've logged into WoW just because of the fact that that patch has just dropped for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I want to try the new shipyard and find out kind of things. I want to look around to our jungle because it's kind of like one of those exploration type things, and I enjoy that. Yeah, I'm having fun with that. So I've just kind of done that. Um, as far as other things, it's been, you know, just 
general, you know, little games here and there, playing with people, um, like board games, stuff like that. Nothing, nothing fancy, nothing big. Um, and of course, watching TV where it's not been like it's really just been watching like one show that we're all watching again together. Still, is how to shape uh, how the states got their shape. Yeah, actually, I watched the first episode of that last after we recorded last week, and mm-hmm. that's that's a good show. It is like, and it's like hidden in History Channel too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's not even a mainstream History Channel show, but it's really well done. It's fun. It's it, like the one we just um, saw was all about uh, how our accents define us differently like let's say how do you you know what regions have certain accents and stuff like and it's pretty much everything west of the mississippi is the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all you you know all you californians supposedly sound the same as uh people in you know nevada and everything else it's like no and it's funny i just said nevada and it it's hilarious because they're like no it's nevada <laughs> yes except if you're on the east coast but in the east coast you call it nevada <laughs> you know and it was just it was hilarious because they like they even went through a little bit of the history of how certain areas are changing their dialect based upon you know just the cities that are there and how they're creating their own uniqueness like it used to be up in you know, everything from Chicago to Buffalo had a very similar sound and also all the you know the, the rural areas outside of those well now the cities along the, the lakes are developing you know a slightly different tinge to their dialect and the way they say things just because of the like the fast-paced commerce that happens between all those major cities yeah and so it's it's really been interesting to see things like that i'm like oh that's kind of cool mm-hmm. and then you know the, it was funny trying to talk to people on long island um <laughs> and it's like the the best part of it was when the guy says so how do you guys say water and then just person said oh yeah we, we have a glass of water and i was like oh it's really doing and then i was like so does that guy come from philly and the next thing the, the screen down below says yeah we're in philly <laughs> i'm like ah oh, real you made it <laughs> yep so yeah just fun things like that i mean it's a summer season uh just a lot more time with family and stuff like that so it's fun yeah yeah actually i just remembered what has also occupied a lot of my time. Um, Nickelodeon's been doing, uh, they've been running many marathons of Avatar The Last Airbender. So <laughs> I've been, uh, I have um, Amazon Prime, so we've been rewatching all of the Avatar The Last Airbender series. And that is, I still say, that is like the greatest cartoon ever to have ever been created, ever. It is so good. It still makes Ever? me cry every single time I watch the same episodes. I always cry because I'm such a sentimental baby when it comes to things uh, like that. You're a big softy. Yeah, like, oh, the episode where they do the different tales of everybody and they get to Iroh's tale and he's singing that song about his uh, about his son that he lost in the battle. and Oh, it just gets me every single time. And Oh, and then when, uh, yeah. Anyways, if you've never watched Avatar The Last Airbender, go watch it. It's like the greatest cartoon series ever created. So, It is recommended. I like it too. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it. But before we turn this into even 
Well, I guess we're not even close to a four-hour show, so good on us. <laughs> right. So we're splitting it up. It's going to be about a two-hour show. Yeah. And then next week we'll do the other two hours. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because by then we'll have the PTR out and we'll have more context on all the different changes. So we'll be able to talk about that a little more in depth. So because it's just a preview at this point, you know, you didn't want to, you know, dig into the nitty-gritty of it just yet. Besides, there's other podcasts that you can listen to that do get into the nitty-gritty. You know, like, I'm sure... Um, I haven't listened to the quote-unquote emergency podcast that Flux did after the preview went live. But uh, Westmarch Workshop, go check them out. I missed their entire show because I was asleep yesterday. I missed recording our own show because of that. And uh, I'm sure cool... Oh, cool story, bro. They're back. So Yay! yay. Welcome back, man. So go check them out as well because, again, they'll get into the nitty-gritty of, like, build... And of course, it'll be about puke doctors and probably demon hunters. Oh, uh, yeah. So at least one half of it will be interesting. <laughs> yep. My my half. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what, what I like to focus on is more on the community reaction and their, their opinions and thoughts on it. So, uh, of course, we're going to give our own thoughts and opinions on it. But um, like I said, it's just a preview. So this is just a preview of our thoughts on it, right? Right, a preview of our preview? Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> so next week, you can expect probably a lot more talk about patch 2.3 PTR. So until then, I guess I'll close up the show because my mouth feels like, like the rest of California right now, meaning that it's super dry. You have, oh. <laughs> you have been listening but... to episode 88 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you missed an episode, you can find the show block and listen to the show archives over at ShatteredSoulStone.com. I'm sorry, Brazia, I totally interrupted you. What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Nothing even worth putting on to this podcast. Oh. <laughs> oh. Medros would um, have me banned. Something else that could be dry, right? Okay, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> While there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site. If you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up short missives on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game. This show is powered by you, the listener, so send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Nevik James. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. And our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Luke Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, I'm going to be chugging some water. Lots and lots of water. Water? Drought be damned. Patch 2.3. Oh. This podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening.
check us out at thedawnforge.com.